Welcome to Synth Stories. My name is Ronick Sethi. Every episode, we feature an artist or producer who shares their personal story with a specific hardware synth and demonstrates how they created a sound on one of their tracks using that synthesizer. Synth Stories is brought to you by Ask.audio. If you like inspiring and educational news, reviews, tutorials, and interviews for audio music production, come and visit us for daily articles at Ask Audio. And in the Ask Audio Academy, we have video courses covering topics from synthesis to songwriting, mixing and mastering to music software like Logic Pro, Ableton Live, Cubase, Pro Tools. That's www.ask.audio. I'm Adrian Utley from Portishead, the band Not The Town, hardly ever been there. And you're listening to Synth Stories on Ask Audio. Adrian Utley is a member of Portishead that recently released a video of their incredibly evocative and atmospheric synth-driven cover of ABBA's SOS. It's their first new track made public since their album Third from 2008. You can find the video of SOS on YouTube. Adrian is a self-confessed synthesizer nerd. He invited us into his Bristol studio, which is an Aladdin's cave for hardware synth lovers. In this episode of Synth Stories, Adrian talks about his love for the Minimoog, what makes it his go-to synthesizer, and how he and Jeff Barrow used a number of synths when orchestrating the track SOS and demonstrates its sonic flexibility. I first got into synths, I think, when I was a kid, because quite a few records. Uh, so this is in like the early 70s, really. Um, a lot of records then had synths on and they were kind of not really novelty by then, although the Beatles had a big modular Moog on Abbey Road, which was probably, apart from Jimi Hendrix, was probably the first record I really remember. And there's uh, McCartney had used, and possibly Harrison as well, but McCartney had certainly used a big modular Moog. Don't know why it was there. Probably was there for some reason at Abbey Road or maybe they got it. I don't think they owned it. And it wasn't actually till years later that I kind of realised that that was a Moog synthesizer. The sounds that I'd heard on Abbey Road, I didn't even question them in a way. There was a lot of synthesizers around and they were quite new when I was a kid. So so I was intrigued by these sounds. When I started to play guitar, um, I kind of got more interested in, in why these tunes sounded like they did. Like the Sweet, for instance, the glam band, they used a synthesizer on a few things. And, you know, Roxy Music, Brian Eno, Virginia Plain, it had this massive break in the middle. And I think it's a mini Moog, although it could well be a VCS3, which is very electronic, synthy, fantastic synth sound, you know. And I, I can actually still remember the day and the place where I first heard it. I can feel that feeling when I first heard that Roxy Music thing. And um, so it was, it was always big for me. And, but I, w- I never aspired, I never thought I'd ever get a synthesizer. I went to a, a demonstration at a local organ shop in Northampton, where I'm from, and they had a Moog demonstration of a small System 15 one-cabinet portable Moog Moog system uh, modular and, and a mini Moog with a ribbon controller, which was... I just, it just blew my mind, you know, but there was thousands of pounds. There's no way I was ever going to get one. I was just sitting there looking at this thing, listening to this sound, just thinking it was amazing, you know. I mean, just the thing of having glide between one note and another note like this, you know. The fact that something could do that was enough to kind of blow my mind, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's how I think I got into it. And Moogs were kind of the thing then. There, there weren't that many synthesizers around and uh, 
Well, in my circle, there weren't, certainly. And, and all the bands I saw either had an ARP Odyssey, an ARP 2600, or a Mini Moog, or a VCS3, like um, Hawkwind, early Hawkwind, you know, had a EMS VCS3, which also blew my mind, like Eno. Incredible sound, absolutely phenomenal sound, you know, and has actually always stayed with me and it has influenced. There's, there's tracks on third, which we use a lot of VCS3 on, that are influenced by those early days of listening, particularly to Hawkwind and things like that. Um, so for me, Mini Moog, I've got two now, has been, you know, one of the most important things. I remember people having them in the bands I was in, and I was completely perplexed at what, how they made them work or anything, you know. But now it's a really old friend of mine, the Mini Moog. I, I really, I never, I've never get to the end of its kind of possibilities. But in a way, it's kind of super simple and super complex at the same time, you know. Well, I first got a Mini Moog, um, had other synths before, like with Porter's Head early, I had an SH-101. So I made this theremin sound for Dummy for the track Mysterons. But by the time we came to make our second record, I'd made millions of pounds. So I was able to... No, I hadn't really. Um, I'd made. I'd managed to swap some synths for a Mini Moog, um, which was... I was so excited by the very prospect of getting one, you know. I'd already just missed one from a, some old friends called the Startled Insects, who are, you know, an old Bristol band, and they had a Mini Moog. I now have it. I got it eventually, five years later, from the person who bought it. Um, Bob Moog signed it for me, which was just awesome. So I missed that one, and I managed to get this other one, which I now don't own either. And it was just super exciting. And by then, I knew how synthesizers worked. I knew what a filter was, I knew what an oscillator was, I knew what an envelope was. So it seemed amazing, actually, kind of closed the circle because I remember when guys in in bands uh, had mini moves, I had no idea how they worked. All these knobs looked so complicated. And actually, it's an incredibly simple thing. So when I first got it, I was able to use it immediately. It really what changed everything for me, really, you know, because it's such an enormous sound and it's so fantastically musical. I think out of all the synthesizers I've got, and I've got absolutely loads, and I know other ones that I don't own, I reckon it's probably the most musical in a conventional sense, uh, you know, diatonic, chromatic tonality. And it's its sound of its oscillators is beautifully warm and musical. It's a lot is said about the low end that comes from them. It is absolutely enormous. And I don't think I've ever, ever recorded one where I didn't cut a huge amount of the low end of it because you can't use it. It'll just take the entire track over, you know. The keyboard is really nice to play. I'm not a particularly good keyboard player, but if you are, it's a very good one in terms of synths. It's nice. Everything about it feels nice. It's made of wood. The controls all work really well. They're very positive. They're not cheap. Uh, the, the switches are lovely. The color coding is lovely. The lettering, it's a very aesthetic thing, beautifully made and very like a musical instrument rather than a funny old synthesizer. That, Like if you take a VCS3, almost impossible to get it in tune for tone, proper tonal playing, if you like. Oberheim 2 voice, you know, you never quite know where A440 is. They're really awkward. Same with the ARP 2600 really awkward to use live tuning wise whereas a mini it's just got a big tuning knob and that you tune that and it tunes everything which is so cool and then you can tune your oscillators out with it or in with it like so if i've got one oscillator that's his tuning knob so that's in tune and then i put another oscillator get them in tune if i go back to the tuning knob the whole thing will tune. 
So that's just brilliant straight away, you know. And it's easy to get it out of tune. You know, to get a beating sound. I just find it just really quick and easy to make sounds. Octaves switch really quickly. Um, usually have it set up for some vibrato with the third oscillator. So it's very, very immediately very musical and not hard to use. Another oscillator. bendy thing works well um, just great and and it can just it can make it can make very 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 musical sounds and really odd sounds because uh, it's modulation possibilities are really good I've got a friend called Norm Lee who fixes stuff for me and is a supreme uh, programmer of synthesizers can make great sounds like in the old way Tomita and uh, early who are my heroes these people Tomita Wendy Carlos early days of synthesizers with Moogs, making orchestral musical sounds, you know. Um, sometimes I didn't always like the music, but I've always been massively respectful of how they would make the sound of a gong, which sounded almost like a gong, but not really. It sounded like synthesis, you know. And I've always loved that, as well as more complex, more forward-thinking, uh, original sound. Um, I still love the sound of um, you know, kind of orchestral instruments made on synthesizers. It really turns me on. So and that you can do that on Moogs quite simply, you know. And it's uh, well, not simply actually. You need to know what you're doing, but it's um, so it does that really well as well. If I was going to bring a synthesizer to a session, it would always be a mini Moog and some other stuff. Maybe something slightly odd. Could be a Korg MS20 or something with a bit of because it's got an entirely different kind of vibe, hasn't it? You know, or Oberheim uh, Sems, like a two-voice or something, which I've used a lot. I used it with Portishead on... Uh, me and Jeff used a Oberheim and a, a Mini Moog on this track. We did a ABBA cover for a film called SOS. It's got tons of Mini Moog on it, and I've just been producing an album by a, a great musician called Martin Green, who has from a band called Lau, and he's got a project happening at the moment called Flit, with various different collaborators about migration, and it's a really lovely thing, and that's got lots of Mini Moog on it as well. Uh, oh yes, just been working with a band called Algiers, also at Real World, and that's got Mini Moog on a fair amount of it. Everything I work on, I bring my Mini Moog, and a couple of other things, you know. Um, so that would be a staple thing because I know I can get certain things. I could get, for instance, when I was working with this woman, Alison, I would get, I would make like a drum, I might make a drum sound, like a, a bass drum sound, you know? Which that isn't. Uh, so, or small percussive noises, you know? Um, I might make, you know, a a short percussive sound. I might just use the filter actually. Very hard to hear that, but. Um, and then I might just make a white noise sort of snare. This is the wonder of beauty of analog equipment. <laughs> there he is. You know, so I might make a snare sound, 
as well. So I, I, I can add to the drum kit with my... any of that sort of stuff, you know. So that... Or I might just get a really short kind of woodblock type sound. You know, all sorts of loads of loads of things you can do with them. You know, things you wouldn't actually really quit immediately think of as moog things, but um, just really useful in recordings production. There's a lot of that sort of thing. So, yeah, we do this moog orchestra. It's Will's. Moog Ensemble, I think there's 12 Moogs, you know, playing Bach and various other things, you know. Oh, yes, it does sound like We've just been talking about a track we did with Porter Said. There's um, loads of tracks I've used Mini Mook on, but uh, we just did a track for a film by Ben Wheatley called High Rise, and we, we covered an ABBA track called SOS, which Beth, with John Minton, made a film for Joe Cox. So if you want to see it, you could look at it. It's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. It's called SOS. So we used a load of my synths on that, and um, one of them was the Mini Moog. And kind of uh, earlier I was talking about the fact that, you know, Moog synths, I've got an enormous amount of low end so in the in the context of that track what jeff and i did was used a kind of a palette of synthesizers which i really love in guitar terms it's kind of like having a load of guitars you might want a les paul for this sound or you might want a telecaster for this sound or a jaguar because it's got a thin sound or a, a, a gibson 335 which has got a thicker sound you know they've all got their own character and to some extent all instruments in our modern world of electronic instruments you can kind of get the same sounds out of but i think that for instance to use a mini moog and uh, an oberheim sems module for instance or a two voice four voice eight voice one of those the sems has got a really fizzy but very old sound or if you use a korg ms20 it's got a really thin sound and the filters there's two filters high pass low pass which interact brilliantly and you can get things you can't get out of a mini moog for instance so for us in that context we used the synthesizers that we had available to us in a sort of orchestral way different timbres and stuff so the two voice Oberheim would be a more vicious kind of um, fizzier less bassy sound and the mini moog we used for the more low end often playing the same lines you can hear it on YouTube so I, I mean I'm always interested in that going back to Tomita and Wendy Carlos and the orchestration of say Wendy Carlos might have made um, the Brandenburg concerto so you'd have bass instruments and and violin instruments so you know contrabass and violins and would orchestrate synthesizers and at that time it was one modular moog but with different filters high pass band pass low pass filters so you could get different characters from the oscillators and and create um, an orchestration you know um, which is immensely interesting to me and and that's what jeff and i did really we had certain instruments that sat in the middle certain that sat right at the top and the mini moog that sat right down the bottom the mini moog can 
go high can do all those things but um it's particularly good for very low sounds um which is what we did so i'd use a, um, a sawtooth wave 32 feet quite a closed filter i can't remember exactly what we got but little bump on the front from the filter envelope so that's without the filter envelope and that's with so you get a little bump on the front of it just to give it some clarity in the recording I feel the joy of my instruments. It's the same with guitars as well. I've got lots. I just bought a nice old 1929 Martin guitar, which is a total joy to use and has a complete voice of its own. So that's what music and, and music making is. It's about the solution of production, sonically and songwriting-wise. It's about writing songs um, and instrumental music. And it's about a sonic palette, which I like to limit. You know, I think with... Um, if Jeff and I work together, we definitely have a limited sonic palette. Even though we're surrounded by lots and lots of instruments, I think, for me, I do need to say, OK, we, we can't use everything we've got in the room because it gets crazy, you know. You have to... It's nice to have an identity. For instance, I wrote some music with my friend Will Gregory for a, for a film, um, Joan of Arc, which we're just about to play this year, actually, at Wells Cathedral and at the Globe in London. And that involves 23 musicians, including a choir and synthesizers, six electric guitars. And we, in, we got that palette before we started writing the music. We sat down and said, we would like to use this, let's do this, this will be the sound. And let's write music within the context of that sonic palette, which is what we did. And I'm delighted with, you know, where we got with that. I think it's really, really good. So it's all about that for me. A huge thank you to Adrian Utley for reconstructing the sounds from the SOS ABBA cover by Portishead using his trusted Minimoog. Go watch the video on YouTube and check out Portishead Music on iTunes or any online or bricks and mortar music store. Playing Us Out is a short segment of ABBA's SOS by Portishead.